The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brad Biggs believes what positions he feels the Bears will target in free agency. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about how it would be almost impossible for the Bears to come out of this offseason without having a legit wide receiver two on the opposite side of DJ Moore. All that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content today. So, first up, Brad Biggs uh, signaled out three positions that he feels the Bears could target in free agency, and that center, defensive end, and tight end. Now, these are positions that we knew that the Bears were going to target regardless in this offseason. But the Bears have a unique situation in place where they have a, a lot of cap space, decent cap space, right? Not as much as they had last year where they were leading the league, but they have decent cap space. And they also have some solid picks in which they can get a lot of quality uh, players at. So the here that the Bears are looking at center, defensive end, and tight ends to kind of focus in free agency, it really does make a lot of sense. For one, center position. There aren't a lot of centers that are slated to go towards the top half of this draft. So you can potentially go ahead and sign a veteran center to go ahead and be a, a, uh, a, a bridge gap while you draft another center in the later rounds to then hope that that center is going to develop. Now, there are some really good centers. We talked about the center prospects that were um, in the senior bowl, and a lot of those are going to go day two or day three. So you could combine that with a veteran center option to go ahead and, and flesh out that offensive line so you're not going to have that, uh, that question at the center position and have a veteran there while, like I said, you're developing uh, that, that younger player to kind of take over that role eventually. Now, the defensive end position is not one that I'm necessarily as – it depends on what the Bears do with other situations, and this could signify if the Bears do target an edge in free agency, since free agency happens before the draft, that it could signify that the Bears are going to go like a quarterback, wide receiver, or wide receiver, offensive tackle, or – any other things in the in the in the first uh, couple of rounds there because th there are some solid edge edges in this draft especially that are going to go in the fir first round potentially top 10 but the bears even though they're having uh two top 10 picks they may go to other positions so if the bears do target a defensive end in free agency doesn't mean necessarily that they won't go after any type of uh where they won't go after a young edge somewhere in that draft but you know I was kind of of the mind and hoping that the bears would go edge in that first round, regardless of what they do with some other positions, just because we haven't used a premium draft pick yet on on an edge, and there's some really good ones in Jared Verse. You guys know I've been extremely high on Jared Verse. You got uh, you know, got Latou also in there. You got uh, you got Dallas Turner, who's a really good edge as well in this draft. But if the Bears aren't planning on going edge with one of those first round picks, it would make sense to go after some veterans in that uh, in in the free agent class. Uh, that we have now there aren't a whole hell of a lot of, of of great edges in the free agent there are some so that would mean that the bears are probably going to have to attack that pretty early on to do that now brad biggs also is the third position he mentioned was tight end now this is a 
a position that, you know, the Bears have Cole Komet there, right? We know we need some depth. Robert Tanya didn't really work out. Mercedes Lewis was was solid in, in what he was asked to do as a veteran, one of the uh, most tenured players in the NFL last season. But there were still questions around if those guys are going to come back. And then now with having Shane Waldron come in, uh, he's, he's going to be using those tight ends a lot in the, in the receiving game. So, you know, the Bears going after maybe a veteran tight end, maybe even some of the former tight ends that were played under Shane Waldron. I had a video out on that a couple about a week ago. Uh, about a week ago. No, anyway. Uh, so uh, you have that option as well. And so that kind of makes sense. Now, I know a lot of, you know, mock drafts, and we talked about kind of the positions that the Bears were, were that a lot of mock drafts had the Bears drafting. Brock Bowers popped up in a lot of mocks for the Chicago Bears. But it would make some sense as well to go veteran there. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go like an old veteran who's only going to play a couple more years. There's some really good 25, 26-year-old tight end um, uh, veterans in this upcoming free agency that you can go that could sign two, three years deals with the Chicago Bears. And then at that point, you don't have to worry about it for a while. So that's something also to look out for. I think this is a insightful like again it's brad biggs he's an insider with the chicago bears uh he, he he's not always 100 percent on the things that he does uh you know predicting things but this is speculative this is kind of his thoughts on it and it kind of makes some sense when you follow what else the bears do have at, at their disposal now with that said i talked about it at the top of the show that i feel like there's really no real way the bears won't come out of this offseason period with a true number two now that doesn't mean that they won't re-sign Darnell Mooney, depending on what they do with the wide receiver position in the draft. Um, but there, when you look at the free agent class of wide receivers, pair that with the also top 10 picks that could go um, at wide receivers in this upcoming draft, the Bears have to get one of these guys, if not a combination of most of them. When you look at the free agent list, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, and Cav Calvin Ridley are some of the best wide receiver prospects out there, more prospects, uh, free agents, out there on the market this upcoming year. And those are guys that if, the, you know, with Shane Waldron coming in with how he likes to, uh, you know, spread the ball around, get his wide receivers involved, it absolutely could point to the Bears maybe going after one of these guys, right? Spending some of that free agent capital to bring in a wide receiver that's a vet, that you, that you know exactly what they're going to be bringing day in and day out, and that you don't have those doubts on them to come in, even if you do draft another wide receiver high up. Um, I don't think if you, if you sign like a T. Higgins, I don't know if that means you're going to go after like a, like a Marvin Harrison Jr. You still could absolutely kind of flesh out that wide receiver core. But, you know, th th that's a guy that last year, 656 yards uh, receiving and five touchdowns. So, you know, this is a guy that you can absolutely bring in. He only played 12 games last season as well. But you know what he's going to bring and the production level that you can expect from a T. Higgins. A Michael Pittman, same thing, right? A guy that you exactly, you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, he can definitely come in and he's, he can be that wide receiver too. Maybe if you do draft another wide receiver, you look at them, you know, moving into the slot or something like that. It depends, right? But this is a guy who's 26 years old, 109 receptions for over 1,100 yards last year and four touchdowns. So it's a it's it's some quality wide receivers here in the free agent class. It's just is the are the Bears going to be willing to spend that money, or if they're going to you know spend that money on other positions and then drop draft a wide out? If you pair that with the uh, report from Bad Bigs, it may signify that uh, you know that that, that the Bears. Uh, go a different route, that the Bears are going to, uh, you know, draft a, a wide receiver, then maybe at that point, maybe they are looking to, to re-sign a Darnell Mooney to kind of keep the cost a little bit down and spend money on other premium positions that we absolutely do need. So, you know, let me know what you guys think of that. Of that. Mike Evans is is, is is 30. He'll be over 30 uh, going into next season. He's one that if you do decide to still draft a wide receiver, I would really love to have on that list for the Chicago Bears. 79 receptions last season for almost 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. Now, 
he's going to come with a price tag, right? These guys aren't going to be guys that are extremely cheap or that you're just going to walk in and just get for nothing. So it would mean that the Bears would be having to willing to put up that money. And again, that would kind of determine or, or kind of point towards what they're going to do with some of their other money out there as well. So let me know what you guys think on those prospects. Now, as far as the draft, we already know Marvin Harrison Jr., to me, the best talent overall in this draft period. Like that's If there's anybody who's truly generational in this draft, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. to me. But you also you have Rome from Washington. You got Malik Neighbors from LSU. You got Brian Thomas as well from LSU. These are guys that aren't at the same level of Marvin Harrison Jr., but they have great production, and they are absolutely project to be at least at the minimum number two wideouts for the Chicago Bears, uh, well, or any team that gets drafted, like I said, at the minimum. So you're pairing those guys potentially with a DJ Moore, and that could really help shore up your wide receiver core. But I don't think that there's a way. And, and let me, I, I say that, I say that, and then they'll find a way because we are the Chicago Bears and anything is possible. But I really look at the situation with both the talent in the free agents market, the talent in, uh, in, in the draft, how can you not come out of this with a wire with a wire receiver too? I just don't think you can. I don't think it's an option for the Bears. So you know, while they you know they tried some things with Chase, you know, uh, Darnell Mooney, hoping that he was going to step up, and it didn't really happen. And our wide receiver core has kind of been one of those positions that it's been lackluster, right? Other than DJ Moore, things like that. This is a year where I think that's going to be addressed either in free agency or in the draft, and it's going to help put us in a much better situation for the short and long term and getting that. And that's regardless of who the quarterback is. You want to be able to shore up those weapons and get them guys that are going to be able to perform and bring in a lot for them. So the wide receiver position is one that I expect to be addressed majorly one way or another, maybe a mixture of both. But let me know what you guys think. When you look at the wide receiver market in both free agency and the draft, what combination of wide receivers that you like? I can ask any just one wide What wide receiver would you like to draft? What wide receiver would you like to sign in free agency? But I think a better question is if the Bears are going to do a combination of signing a free agent or re-signing Darnell Mooney and drafting a wideout, what combination do you think would be best for the Chicago Bears overall in the long run? What's most realistic? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. Now, in talking about free agency, one of the biggest chips that has to remain to fall is Jalen Johnson. And while I initially pointed out something that I, I would like to pay, we had a conversation for Jalen Johnson. I said about 18 and a half with incentives. Well, when you look at it right now, uh, the projected franchise tag for Jalen Johnson would be uh, about $18.8 million. So if that was going to have to happen, you would think that the Bears would have to pay more than that potentially to come to the contract. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, when you look at the open market, it, you, we would probably get about $20 million per year. When you look at the other salaries, right, Jair Alexander is $21 million a year. Denzel Ward is $20.1 million a year. And then Jalen Ramsey is also $20 million a year. Now, when you look at that, uh, Ramsey signed his deal in 2020, um, and 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 for, for when it comes down to it, but all those guys when they signed their deal, both Ward and Alexander were 26 years old when they signed their deal. Jalen Johnson is coming in; he'll be 25 when he signs that deal. So while you know we heard and talked about the potential of Jalen Johnson signing for a little bit less, I think when you when you add in how he graded as the best cornerback in the game last year, basically per per PFF. That isn't everything. Let's be clear. That's not everything. But when you look at that, it may signify that Jalen Johnson is going to be getting between 19 and $22 million a year. Now, me, for one, it depends on how that's written, how much of it's guaranteed, how much is written in as a signing bonus. Are there any incentives that would it would take to get him there? We kind of determine how much I really love that deal overall if it were, were to go down. 
But it does seem like that's the type of deal that you can expect Jalen Johnson to possibly get, and even more if you were to hit the open market. I think it's going to be key here for when the Bears go to the table with Jalen Johnson. If they are committed to re-signing him, they don't leave that table without a deal getting done. Because if they allow Jalen Johnson to go to the free market, it's going to get even more expensive. Now, they do have the ability to franchise tag him, right? So that's what it comes down to it. Uh, now, he could earn this franchise tag two years in a row, which would be 120% of that $18.8 million, which will put him at $20.7 million. So that, that that's what he could get paid if he ends up getting franchise tagged twice. But I think the Bears, if they want to avoid that, if they want to avoid the drama, having to franchise tag him, that is going to be key for, I think, uh, the, the for the Bears to, to do in Ryan Poles. When they go to that table, come with your best offer. Understand that you, if you let Jalen Johnson walk away from that table and go to the to the open market, it can get a lot more expensive for you potentially. So, you know, that's what Ryan Poles and this and this Bears staff have to outweigh. And, you know, I'm I could easily say my thought process and stuff on it. It only goes so far, but the Bears have to decide on if this is some somebody that they even want to risk losing in free agency because it is a risk. And if you do lose them in free agency, I can tell you what right now, it's going to be – you have young corners here that absolutely could step in and, and, and you know, you could be okay. You can also draft another corner. We talked about a cornerback that the Bears could go after that could become their number uh, one uh, cornerback potentially or number two, and you have an even younger cornerback core. So there's players out there that you can get to replace Jalen Johnson even though I would not, I would like to see that avoided, right? I want to see Jalen Johnson stay here. We already know what he can be. You look at him, Terrell Smith, um, you know, uh, uh, Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson. That's four players in your cornerback core, all around 24, 25 years old, 23 years old, and uh, they can all grow and develop together. And I like how their mix of skill sets really help kind of flesh out that cornerback core overall. So you you want to try to avoid going to that free agent market if you can. Not going to say that the Bears necessarily can, but I would. I would go to the, the table with my best offer. You know, there's still going to be some negotiating, right? But know the, the highest number that you would be willing to offer and then try to get that deal done before you walk away from that table. And I know they're not going to literally be sitting at a table. But, it, you know, you want to get that deal done before you walk away with that table because if you walk away, there's a chance that if you do, even if he does come back to you on it, that it's going to get a lot more expensive for you. So. We'll see where that ends up going. Now, before we go today, we do we I know I dropped an emergency video on it last night, so go check that video out if you want kind of more fleshed out on that. But we got three former Bears going into the Hall of Fame. Julius Peppers, who played with the Bears from 2010 to 2013, three-time Pro Bowler with the Chicago Bears, is getting inducted into the 2024 Hall of Fame class. You also have Steve Mongo McMichael, one of the guys that helped set the tone and culture of what a Bears defense is. Two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-First Team. Uh, he, when he retired, he had the most sacks ever for a defensive tackle that has been broken since then. And, he, you know, he's the sixth player now from the 85 Bears team, joining Walter Payton, Mike Singletary, Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, and Jim Covert as being, uh, you know, enshrined into the Hall of Fame from that team. Mongo was just such an – like, he, he's, he's why Bears defense has the reputation that it does. Just – an absolute monster and beast was Mongo, and he deserves to be enshrined. I'm glad he's going in while he's still here to get those flowers. And then, of course, Devin Hester, Chicago Bear from 2006 to 2013, three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-First Team, or First Team All-Pro, two-time All-Decade, two All-Decade teams in the 2000s team 
in the 2010s team. Uh, and listen, broke records, set records. It, this guy is absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He changed the way that special teams is viewed. You can't tell the story of football without mentioning Devin Hester and what he did to coaches and how he terrorized them on kickoffs. You scored the ball, you then had to kick it to Devin Hester, which then he could have went back and scored it on you. He is a dog, and he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm congrats to all three of these former Bears, man, these men who just put it all out on the line, man, and played great for the Bears. And it's really good to see the, those guys get into the Hall of Fame. But that's it. That's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bears Central, gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, shot town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.